Welcome to our Friday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. In our last couple of podcasts, we have seen Jesus bring hope into situations that are humanly hopeless. A terrific storm being stilled, a woman healed who is beyond doctor's help, and a girl raised from the dead. Only God can do these things, for that, of course, is who Jesus is. As our passage opens, Jesus has returned to his hometown of Nazareth and on the Sabbath is preaching in the synagogue. The response to his preaching is seen in verse 2, where we read, Many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? The congregation understands two things about Jesus. He had a wisdom which they could see from his teaching, and he had power. They knew this man had done mighty works, miracles. Of course, we know why, because he is God. But the people of Nazareth would not admit that he is God, and their questions point to that. In verse 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James and Joseph, and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? I think the implication of these questions is clear. They are saying, Who does he think he is, speaking with such confidence about God's word? Indeed, it is not only that they would not admit or accept that Jesus is God, they resented and despised him. For at the end of verse 3, and they took offence at him. Of all the places to give a warm welcome, you would have thought Nazareth would give a warm welcome to its famous son. Just like a modern town might celebrate and welcome one of its own who's won a reputation in the world. But Jesus recognises that this will not be the case and he quotes a common proverb. In verse 4, a prophet is not without honour except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. As this chapter opened, we read that Jesus was accompanied by his disciples. These disciples, Jesus will be sending out to preach in the next set of verses, 7 to 13. And as they see the rejection of Jesus, as they see the rejection of their master and his message, so they will understand that as they obey their master and go out and preach his message, so they will sometimes know rejection. The big lesson for the individual Christian and for the church is that the gospel, the message we bring, will not have a path of uninterrupted and smooth progress. If it happened to Jesus and his message, it will happen to us. In verse 5 we read, And he, Jesus, could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. 
This does not mean that Jesus' power was limited by the people's unbelief. Rather, they had forfeited the honour, the joy of having miracles done in their presence by their unbelief, rejection and opposition. It is a consequence of their attitude. As J.C. Ryle comments on this verse, unbelief has a power to rob men of the highest blessings. But notice the exceptions in verse 5. He laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Jesus, even in the midst of rejection and opposition, is still kind, tender and compassionate. Our passage finishes with such a sad statement in verse 6. And he, Jesus, marvelled because of their unbelief. How sad these words are. The people of Nazareth had enjoyed some privileges. Jesus had lived amongst them in childhood. He preached to them with a wisdom that could only have come from God. And he'd carried out some miracles amongst them by his almighty power. But they simply hardened their hearts towards him. And Mark records no more visits to Nazareth. J.C. Ryle again on this passage says of unbelief it is so suicidal and unreasonable a sin that even the son of god regards it with surprise join me on monday